you'll make it in the end. It will all be okay. She joined Photoware just two months ago. They were launched in 1997. Now 28 people transitioning and really started as file storage, on-premise solutions. I'm talking servers in the basement kind of on-prem. They're now shifting under Anne's efforts to a pure play cloud model, SaaS model. As they transition, revenue will be flat and maybe decline for a little bit, but their market share will drastically increase. They're serving 400,000, or sorry, 4,000 customers paying on average 125 bucks a month. That's how you get 500,000 bucks in monthly recurring revenue, which is again, 4 million Norwegian crone per month, less than 3% logo churn annually. That's about a hundred out of the 4,000. So that's healthy. Again, team all based between Norway, Australia, Sweden, and Russia. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Anne Gretland. And before joining her current company, Photoware, she held the position of COO at Compello Group. She spent 17 years at Microsoft and held several leadership positions in Microsoft Norway and Western Europe headquarters. She's one of the founders of ODA, the largest network for women in tech in the Nordics with 8,000 members. She's educated in the USA and Norway in communications, marketing, and leadership. And in 2017, she was named one of Norway's 50 leading IT women. Anne, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. All right. Photoware. It's not your company, it sounds like. It sounds like you joined. Is that true? Yes, I joined uh, just before Christmas, and I'm very excited about it. Okay. So I want to dive into what it does here in a second. But first, how long had it existed before you joined as CEO? Well, the company has existed actually for 20 years. It was one of the first companies who invented something that they now call asset software management or asset management. Uh, It was founded by two photojournalists who worked in Norway and they wanted to have an easier way to get the pictures that they took into a database so they could share it with a newspaper and other journalists. And so they were one of the first in the world to actually make such a system. Uh, And it turned out to be so popular that they thought, hey, let's let's stop being a journalist and start making a software company. So this was launched um, 20 years ago. So this would, been, this would have been 1997 then. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So 1997. So were they running it all the way up to just before Christmas when you joined the CEO? Well, uh, they had uh, another, they, but they were running it until up, up until four years ago when uh, they had another CEO. And then now they switched because, you know, they wanted to uh, think a little bit differently. They've been selling on-premise solutions mostly and uh, growing organically uh, selling big, heavy, high-end solutions, and of course now, as we know, it's it's a digital transformation. Uh, so you're the you're the cloud CEO. You're the cloud transition I CEO. I am the cloud CEO, actually. Yes, I am. That's pretty funny. So that that really was behind the CEO change. It was going from on-prem. You're making annual recurring revenue based off SLA agreements and service agreements. You're trying to now transition that to a pure cloud model, maybe a pure play SaaS. 
Well, uh, at least uh, a high, very high percentage cloud. We we certainly will have, as any, anybody, some on-premise solutions because some some customers just have that need. Security yeah, reasons. Exactly. But, but, I mean, we have an amazing product and we have customers all over the world. So we want to reach out to those markets where we don't have to have a partner. It doesn't have to be in the city. We don't have to talk with them. They can buy online and, you know, we can help them via the cloud, basically. Yep. Okay, so this is curious. I love this because there's a lot of CEOs thinking just like you. They're, they're taking on-prem old solutions and trying to bring them to the cloud. So this is going to be a great interview. Yeah. Um, let's understand where you are today. So you join a year ago, the transformation starts. What is your revenue split today in terms of on-prem revenue versus cloud revenue? <laughs> is it 50-50 well, I- yet? Oh no 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 no! It's okay. not. I only. I I have to say, I only uh, joined two months ago, so it it wasn't a year. It was two months ago. Two months. Uh, and we have been uh, selling infrastructure as a service solutions. And as you know, we only just move then our solutions into a cloud, but it's not really platform as a service, so it's not really cloud. And so the split now, I say, would be about 80 percent on premise and twenty uh, cloud. That's pretty uh, good for two months of work. Well, it, they've been, you know, like I said, they've been working on it for a while and then, you know, selling cloud, but not real cloud. Uh, so now what we're doing is having a completely self-service uh, platform service where a customer can go in, choose how they want to buy, how many users do they have, and then just basically do it online. Uh, and if they want a special made solution, then then they can contact us and they can talk, contact our partners. So on the set, just the SaaS product, ignore all the legacy revenue, just the SaaS product, give me a general sense of size of customer. On average, what are they paying in a month? Are we talking 10 bucks a month, 100 bucks, 1,000, 10,000? Um, it, it varies a little bit because we have some, some small customers, but we also have some large customers. I mean, we have some customers in the U.S., um, and we have some customers in Asia and we have some customers in Norway that are, that are buying our sole solution. So it would be anything from $500 a month to, you know, up to $20,000 $20, a month. Okay. I mean, and- it's, it's, it all varies because it all depends also how much storage you need. Yep. So you might be a small customer, but you need a lot of storage because you have videos, you have pictures, and that means that you, you need to buy extra storage. Yep. So you don't include the storage in the monthly plans. It's an upsell. We do, we do include storage, but if you have millions of files, uh, that means that we're going to have to buy extra storage. Uh, so that means that you have to pay a little bit extra. Got it. So, so if I, so you give me a range, 500 to 20,000 a month. If I forced you though, into an average, would it, I mean, would you say somewhere in the like three, four, five K range somewhere in the aerosphere or no? Yeah. Somewhere like that. Okay. Right now it will be. Yeah. And who, who is, who are these buyers? Are they big publishers with huge assets on hard drives in their storage closet? They want to move it to the cloud. Yes, we have uh, a wide range, uh, a variety of customers. Some of them are the big publishing houses, uh, and some of them are mar- marketing departments all over the world. And and we're seeing, as I'm sure you know, the the that damn solution uh, sell a lot in the marketing space. But what we have is we also have customers outside, let's say the normal. We have police customers. Uh, we have evidence-based customers. We have customers who are using our systems to to find and locate uh, pictures that not only have been taken because uh, they want to use them, but but they have been taken because they're part of a criminal investigation, for example. Oh, interesting! Very interesting. Yes. 
So, okay, good. So, and, and what have you scaled this part of the business to? How many customers are you serving now? Are we talking hundreds or thousands in general? We have about 10,000 users worldwide. Okay. Uh, and, and like I said, some customers uh, have many users and some uh, just have a few. But uh, yeah, but, but basically why we want to, to, to go 100% into cloud is that we want to be able to scale. Yep. Yep. Uh, because right now we're doing like a lot of uh, customers. We're talking one-to-one, we're selling one-to-one, but we basically want to have a self-service platform where customers that don't require a special, specially made system, they can just buy it themselves. So just to be clear, there are, there are 10,000 seats across yeah. some amount of paying customers. How many? Yeah, how about, many? Yeah, go ahead. About 4,000 customers. 4,000. So, yeah. Okay, got it. So you've got on average, call it two and a half seats per customer. Yeah, and is, is that you? And who is that? What's their position typically inside that company? Uh, it will well. It also will vary in in terms of what the customer is. So certain at certain times, it's uh, those who work directly on. For example, we have some museums. So it will be the people who store and categorize typical the librarians or or those who have uh, responsibility for the pictures. Uh, in other companies, it will be the marketing managers. In other companies, okay. it will be the, it will be the police, uh, or it will be com- typical photojournalists and journalists making you know in the huge newspapers making the story and making sure that they can get the pictures quickly and in the right size into the newspaper. Okay. Now, Anne, I think this math is wrong here, and I know you're going to correct me. If I take those four thousand customers times a monthly ARPU average of three grand, that puts you at 12 million a month, which means you owe me a steak dinner. I don't think you're that big though. Where's my math wrong? (laughs) (laughs) I think that, uh, I think that I also include a lot of the customers who have on-premise, but recurring revenue, um, Ah. uh, customers. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, we, we also have, because we wanted the customers to get used to having the subscription way of thinking. And so we have a lot of customers who have on-premise solution that we actually are giving us subscription revenue. Okay. So yeah, I think that I'm doing the wrong math. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's okay. So generally, I don't want to push too hard here, but generally speaking, are you guys doing north or south of caught three or four million a month today? Um, I actually uh, can't say because in my head, I'm thinking Norwegian kroner, but you are thinking US dollars. Oh, wait, sorry. What, what metric are you in? I'm in the... Norwegian kroner. Okay, so how many of those? I have no idea what they are, but how many of those? How many of those? Uh, what customers? A, a month on average. Uh, a month on average. Uh, I guess we would say, um, if we take, well, I guess we would say a little bit more than. Yeah, I guess it will be uh, four hundred thousand Norwegian kroner. You okay. take. Got it. And, and so that's kind of where revenue is today. How do you think yeah. the business will grow as you shift to cloud? Well, I know from experience that uh, because I, I was through this shift when I worked in Microsoft, when Microsoft went from Office to Office 365, uh, and when we went from on-premise server solutions to Azure, I know that we will see a little bit of a dip in revenue, but an increase in customers because we're getting more customers, but they're paying less. Uh, per per license, right? Because yep. they're used to paying a huge upfront uh, amount, but now they're paying a lot less, and they're paying as they go and as they use. Yep. Uh, so we we will see a dip uh, in in this year and and probably the next year as well in revenue, but it, a huge increase in customers. Interesting. Because that yes, exactly. And so uh, so also the, that's what uh, I 
discussed with the board when I was uh, taken on, this is what we have to expect going forward because making that shift, uh, even though we're not even thinking about trans, um, transcending the customers that we already have, firstly, we want to reach out to new customers. And eventually those customers that we do have that buy on-premise are going to turn to us and say, look, I don't want to have a server in the basement anymore. I don't want to be upkeeping the server. Uh, when I switch to new hardware now, no, I can't be bothered with it. I want to buy cloud. And then they're going to turn to us and our partners and say, hey, are you ready? Do you have, can I buy cloud from you? And that's when we need to be ready uh, because otherwise uh, we're going to lose. Because so many uh so many producers and, and software vendors are offering cloud now. There they are. Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, and I mean, look, size-wise, I just did the conversion. 400,000 Norwegian Krone, I believe, is equal to about 50,000, 50,000-ish U.S. dollars. So you guys are doing about 600, 700 grand a year in revenue in United States dollars. And, uh, and, and you think over the next 12 months, that might dip a little, but your market share will increase. Yes, definitely. And, got it. Talk to me about team size. Where are you at today? Well, we are uh, 28 people okay. altogether. Uh, some of us, most of us are sitting here in uh, Oslo. We have some people that are sit in Australia, some people that sit in Russia, and some people that sit in Sweden. Okay. And, uh, and, and altogether, I just want to say this because I'm kind of proud of this. We yeah. are seven, seven nationalities altogether. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And where, where is the company? Is, is everyone based there in, in Norway? Well, most of us are based in Norway, but some in Australia, some in Russia, some in Sweden. Okay, so Norway, Australia, Sweden, what was the last one? Russia. Oh, and Russia. Okay, good. So 20 yeah. people. And are you guys bootstrapped or have you raised capital? We have uh, we have uh, grown organically. Uh, so the when they, the company was started 20 years ago, they, they actually made money from, from the second month. That's and great. And they've been making money and they have been profitable ever since. So they've just grown uh, organically and they've never uh, taken on any extra capital from outside. Um, and they, they just grow. Well, so, uh, and let me ask you a question with 28 employees, if you pay them an average, you know, salary of 60 grand a year, which is not that much in us dollars, that's about $140,000 a month in expense, but you guys are only doing right now 50,000. So how have you been able to keep a team size of 28 people, but stay cash flow positive? Well, um, I think then that uh, we we actually are profitable. So uh, if uh, if I look at the the, <laughs> I think that the, my I'm missing up the the dollar and the Norwegian thing because I uh, I made a small calculation on the side here and we are making. Uh, five million US dollars on average a year. Ah, okay. So sorry, you were yes. There was an extra zero we left out. That's all. Yeah. So you you yeah. are you are doing just to be clear. You are. I'm gonna do the math real quick. You are doing um four million Norway almost four million Norwegian krone per month, which which comes out to five million more than five million US dollars a year. A year, yes, five okay. million a year. That, that number, I'm absolutely certain about. Okay, good. But I'm, 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 I'm messing up a little bit the, the cloud thinking and the, and the US dollar <laughs> and the That's Sorry okay. About that. No, it's it's tough conversions, but I'm going. There's no way they can be profitable with this no. much. And tw- okay, now you're really profitable. So your headcount expense caught 140k a month. Your monthly recurring revenue in US dollars is 500 grand a month, or four million Norwegian krone. That's obviously hugely profitable. How are you acquiring customers? What's your customer acquisition cost look like? I have no idea. How are you? You don't know I how you're getting no, customers. 
I have I have no idea what my customer acquisition cost is because ah. I haven't even looked into the numbers yet. But what we have done, because when I started, we only had one marketing manager and we only had two people who were selling. And so obviously having a salesperson talking to people one-on-one is costly, right? Yep. Because those people cost a lot of money. Uh, and so we haven't really scaled anything with social media and, and social marketing yet. Uh, in since I started, we have increased our Facebook followers from 400 to a thousand, mm-hmm. uh, and that me that tells me also that. Uh, and so you asked for some numbers, and and 150,000 people visited our website last year, okay. uh, and 33,000 actually read our blog posts. So it means that when we put something out there, uh, it certainly is of interest to people. But we haven't had the scale scale or the possibility to scale because we only have one person working with marketing. Yep. Um, but, and, just be, and, but I see like on your profile, you guys sponsor the, the DAM conferences all over. So you are spending money on paid channels. You just don't know yet what your return is on those. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think that, the, you know, when we start to scale really well and through re- social media, uh, it, our acquisition cost will come down quite a lot because... Uh, then we will reach a lot more people and scale without actually, you know, talking to them or calling them. Yeah. Real quick, Anne, because we're out of time. What's your? Tell me about churn. What's your churn today? Oh well, actually, we looked at the churn, um, and so I can see that. You know what's very interesting about the churn? When it comes to January, I think we've lost about thirteen customers. Okay. Uh, but they're all on premise. And the, what the percent churn, is that, by the way, in terms of revenue well, churn? Do you know? No, no, no. I haven't looked at the revenue churn. I only looked okay. at the customer churn. Okay. Um, because I'm, I come from a marketing. So best, thirteen best out of four thousand. Thirteen out of four thousand for January. Yep. Uh, but when we see last year, we lost about a hundred customers. Yep. On premise, but nobody on SaaS. Interesting. Which is very interesting, yes. And that actually confirms to me that when you have a customer on SaaS, that means you know they're on a, on a model. That means that they want the software. They're paying a, a fee, monthly fee, uh, and they're happy with that, and they can get updates. But when they're buying on-premise, they sort of shift. Now, uh, I have to say that some of the customers who, who we've lost, we've only lost the subscription part of it. So the customer has already bought the, the software, and they're using it, but they just have said, no, I don't want to buy the subscription anymore. Makes sense. Uh, so that, yeah. So that doesn't mean that we, we've lost the customer. It just means that we're, we're you know, they the don't reven- want to pay. The revenue effort. mix is changing. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Very good. Okay. Let's wrap up quickly with the famous five. One word answers here. Number one, what's the last business book you read? Well, I keep reading. Um, I just reread the seven habits of highly effective people. That's a good one. Uh, because I love that. Uh, and I uh, and I currently read uh, Sheryl Sundberg's Lean In. Good. Being a being a woman in the IT industry, uh, I think it's a it, I think it's a really inspiring book. Uh, and then there's a book that I always keep coming back to, and that's The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. And the reason for that, every time I join a new job, I read that book because it reminds me that certain products really take off, others don't, but they're equally good. Why? What's the tipping point? What do, what do I have to do to make sure that our product is the one that actually makes it out there? Yep. And that makes good sense. And number two here, one word answer. Is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, well, I'm, I, I really like uh, Ariana Huffington. Yep, she's great. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have for growing your business? <laughs> 
Well, uh, I, I have several. Of course, Photoware is the online tool that I use. Besides your own. <laughs> Uh, we are using um, Microsoft Office 365 Teams right now. Microsoft uh, Office 365 Teams. Very good. Yeah, because, yeah. N- number four, and how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Nine. Okay, that's pretty good. And what's your situation? Married, single, you have kiddos? I am married. No, 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 ki- no kids yet. And do you mind me asking how old you are? <laughs> I'm 47. 47. The reason I ask is because I want you to now take us back 27 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, I think I would uh, would be very pleased to know how well it turned out uh, because I, I've always followed my gut and my integrity and my instinct. Um, and I thought, why sh- maybe I should have gone to, the, you know, become a, a leader in a, in a management position earlier. But I felt that I needed to learn first. And now I'm happy that I took those steps. But I would have probably told myself, don't worry, keep working. It's going to work out. You know, you'll be you'll you'll make it in the end. There, um, you, there, you guys have it from Anne. You'll make it in the end. It will all be okay. She joined Photoware just two months ago. They were launched in 1997. Now, 28 people transitioning and really started as file storage on-premise solutions. I'm talking servers in the basement, kind of on-prem. They're now shifting under Anne's efforts to a pure play cloud model, SaaS model. As they transition, revenue will be flat and maybe decline for a little bit, but their market share will drastically increase. They're serving 400,000 or sorry, 4,000 customers, paying on average 125 bucks a month. That's how you get 500,000 bucks in monthly recurring revenue, which is, again, 4 million Norwegian krone per month. Less than 3% logo churn annually. That's about 100 out of the 4,000. So that's healthy. Again, team all based between Norway, Australia, Sweden, and Russia. And thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you.